0: You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.
1: Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley with another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle, where we introduce you to some of our great friends and amazing entrepreneurs from all over the world. This is our second series of our podcast web shows, and we're going to be entering the world of building and growing a retirement business online. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce you to our guest today, the amazing Todd Brown from across the pond, who we have just had the pleasure of knowing for a very long time.
2: Yeah, we in actual fact, we've been following Todd since, I think, 2015, because I bought it may be one of his first training courses called the Six Figure Funnel Formula. Was that two thousand? I think it was that one of your first courses. Told must have been. Uh, think.
0: I think in for this particular company, I think it was our second course. Um, and yeah, it was probably we probably launched that in uh, we probably launched that six or seven years ago. Uh, and so yeah, that's going <laughs> way back. Yeah, uh, it was a blast Sorry. from the past.
2: That was the first the first training that we came across from Todd and then of course we went on to meet him in 2017 and again in 2018 when we attended his marketing funnel automation events in Orlando oh, I love and those. you know if you want to go to an event if he ever does another one you you've just got to get there because you will meet not only Todd himself, but some amazing people, friends, other entrepreneurs that he introduces you to absolutely second to none. So maybe, maybe Todd, having just said that, could you maybe tell a little bit about of your background, what you've done in your life and uh, how you've come yeah. to where you are today?
0: Sure. I'll, I'll keep it, uh, I'll keep it brief, but uh so today, I've been in the direct response world, the online marketing entrepreneurial space for almost two decades. Um, I'm a really ordinary dude from New Jersey, um, struggled in school, struggled in high school, uh, after high school, uh, was, couldn't get accepted to any college, had to go to a community school, uh, it took me three years to get a two-year degree from community school. Then I was able to transfer to a state school where I studied, of all things, clinical nutrition. Uh, and, then, and then it took me another three years to, to finish my four-year degree. So it took me six years to get a four-year college degree. Um, I then went on and um, I ended up in the fitness industry, working for a company in New Jersey that owns several upscale health clubs. I ended up kind of moving up in the company and I was responsible for one of their uh, core departments, the the personal trainers across all of these locations. I knew nothing about marketing, advertising. Uh, I was a terrible salesperson. I still really am a terrible salesperson. Uh, uh, but, But at the root of my department was selling personal training services. One day I got a direct mail piece uh, a postcard that was offering a fitness marketing system. And, um, so I went to my boss, the owner of the company, I asked him, could I get this and expense it? It was a few hundred dollars. He said, sure. Got it. That was my first introduction to, uh, the, to direct response copy direct response marketing um, and this idea of back then salesmanship in print and how you could put together a marketing and sales presentation and then, you know, multiply it uh, across the board. So I started using everything that I, I was learning. Actually, ironically, I became enamored with this idea of long form copy direct response called the guy who created the program and said, who did you learn from? And he said, Dan Kennedy, Gary Halbert. And then I went off and began to learn from, uh, from those guys implemented everything that I, I could into the health club. Uh, these health clubs, my department soared, became the poster child in the company over the next couple of years. And we were putting up multiple millions of dollars a year. Um, and then I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug and I said, Hey, I want to take, you know, I I took everything that I learned and I had to tweak it for uh, the, the the original program was for personal trainers on their own. And so I had to tweak things for this business across multiple locations and internally in these health clubs. And so I said, you know what, I want to share this with other people. Uh, and so uh, I decided that I was going to help massage therapists grow their practice through marketing, long form copy, direct response. Uh, I started growing that business. That business ended up, um, over about a year matching my income at the health club. And, uh, and that's when I decided, and this is now going back many, many moons ago. Uh, maybe now at this point, maybe 15 years ago or something like that. I decided, uh, to move to, to, to retire from that role while I was on top, move my family down to South Florida, uh, and then somehow I ended up uh, a number of years later working with chiropractors, working with dentists, working with martial arts school owners, and then I ended up one day doing a webinar this is and i 'm going to end it here because i don 't want to bore your listeners I, I, I ended up one of my friends who i had I gave uh, some ideas to, uh, you may know this, this, this kid, he's a phenomenal entrepreneur. His name's Chris bersan He's got sales message. He's got a lot of tools. He ended up giving me uh, a bunch of his software to thank me for some of the advice guidance that I, that I gave him. And so one day I just felt guilty and I said, Hey, do you want me to do a webinar or, or, or like, or at that time it was a teleseminar for your people sharing with them how I'm getting $25 a lead Uh, Through our marketing campaigns, he said yes. I got on there. I gave this, you know, ninety-minute presentation. Unlike the typical webinar, in the end, I didn't have anything to offer. So at the end of the webinar, I was like, "See you guys. I hope you got great value. Take care, everybody." (laughs) You know, boom, hung up. Fifteen minutes later, I get a a text message uh, or a message, a text message from uh, Chris's partner, and he says, "People are pissed." And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what did I do? Like, what are, they, what are they mad about? And he said, they were mad that you didn't have anything to offer them. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, as a side note, has, has never happened to me before and never happened to me since. The, the only time that people are mad that I don't have something to offer is the time when I don't have something to offer. Um, so I ended up deciding, hey, you know what? Let me, uh, let me go back a couple months later, uh, do a second part to this um, to this training and then offer, um, offer folks the opportunity to get trained by me in terms of marketing funnels, marketing campaigns, customer acquisition campaigns. And it sold out before we were done. And that was the launch of this company, which is uh, one of the companies in our portfolio today. And the rest is really just history.
1: I mean, what an incredible story. And it's so funny because you talk about learning from Dan Kennedy and it was the same for us back in the old days. We were working it out.
2: 2005.
1: 2005, we first met Dan. We were still working in our management consultancy business, but we had niched down into the veterinary practice, veterinary hospital um, area of um, of helping them develop their businesses. And we went to one of his events in London, and it was just perfect for us because that's mm. what he specialised in, anything that is that kind of niche business stayed friends stayed learning lots from him ever since and this week just out of the blue he had this big webcast and we were invited to go and speak on it and say what we'd learned from him over the years and it was just it was fascinating because it really took us back just like you did just now into where we started you know We had no idea at that point we were ever going to become online entrepreneurs and we were going to sort of own this niche of the retirement uh, market that we're in right now. And it's just so funny, isn't it? How something can tweet like that and then suddenly you know what you're doing.
2: But I think one yeah,
0: the- I didn't, I personally just wanted to make like my, my whole uh, ambition, even in starting the, the, the business working with massage therapists was not in any way to leave my job. I just wanted to make an extra thousand bucks a week. Yeah. I was like, Hey, if I could make an extra thousand bucks a week that, um, that I don't have to turn over to my wife or that I, you know, that I can use, you know, I'm, I'm going to be loving life. That's how it began. That was really my, my focus. It was just kind of a side hustle, side gig. And it just got to a point where I was like, wow, you know, it, it, it matched my income from the the health club company, um, which was, you know, amazing to me. And, uh, and then, yeah, I finally just took the plunge after a long time of agonizing over when is the right time to leave your, you know, your job, uh, and go full time. Uh, but, I I think, you know, uh, it's interesting to look back, you know, I've never, I, I, one of the things for me is I, I, you know, I've never forgotten where I come from, you know, like I don't, you know, like I think that there are a lot of people today that look at, uh, some of the most successful entrepreneurs, some of the most successful marketers, and they think that these people have some special gift or some special talent or some special genius. Um, and like for the overwhelming majority and myself certainly included in this, uh, that's just not the case. It really isn't, you know, there's only a handful of people that I, I really can count on one hand that I were, that I would say are just intellectually on a different level. The overwhelming majority of the rest, um, are average people that, you know, just are willing to learn what they've got to learn. They're willing to get out of their comfort zone, they're tenacious. So they're willing to, you know, they're willing to fail and get up and keep going. They believe, uh, enough in themselves that, Hey, if other people can do it, uh, I can do it. And, um, and so, uh, for me, it's just, I, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I've never forgotten that. I just know I was a terrible student. I didn't, not smart, not, you know, uh, but I was just willing to learn, willing to fail and willing to keep going forward until I figured it out.
2: It's yeah, brilliant, absolutely. it's and I'm, brilliant. I, and I think one of the things that, I don't know where I got reminded of it when we were um, listening to Dan Kennedy uh, the other day was that so many of the principles that were uh, valid back 10, 15 years ago, the marketing principles are still valid exactly. today. Yes, they've changed a bit and they've updated and we use different software and things, but the principles are still the same and one of the one of the things i think that we really learned from you um, was that everybody in this world calls these funnels sales funnels you don't we don't anymore they're called marketing funnels could you maybe explain to our viewers and our listeners why that? Why is that
0: different? Yeah, sure. First, let me say this: uh, it, what you said is is really so brilliant. In in that, um, you know, the reality is this: that there, what most people don't understand, and this can get a little heady, and so I want to keep it kind of high level. But most people don't understand most entrepreneurs, especially newer entrepreneurs. They don't understand the difference between strategies and tactics, and they often conflate them. They They kind of lump them into one bucket. They almost use the word strategy and strategies and tactics, you know, interchangeably. And the reality is, is that what you said when you could call it principles, if you will, the principles behind marketing are uh, the, the, the core strategies are still effective today because people are people. Right. People haven't we haven't changed as like what drives us as people to buy emotions and 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 why and how we're motivated by self-interest and alleviating a problem and our our desire to find what's different and new. Those things haven't changed how we tap into those things tactically, um, you know, those things evolve. And a, a great example of this is, you know, like, look there's this idea of a pattern interrupt. A pattern interrupt is just an unexpected way to open up a message, a speech, a communication, an essay that grabs attention, right? And there was a time in the online world where uh, you, you guys remember, I'm sure, the doodle videos, yeah. where, right? The, the, yeah, yeah. the doodle videos. And when those first came out, right, those were a wild hit right? Why? Because they were a new way of executing the pattern interrupt. The idea of a pattern interrupt, the strategy, the principle, right, still works. The tactical way to implement and execute that evolves over time. So, meaning today, the doodle videos aren't really a pattern interrupt anymore in many markets. Today, they're a pattern Right, they were very popular in the fitness and health space. Um, well, they became expected, so they were no longer a pattern interrupt. They were a pattern. Eventually, over time, as more and more marketers used the Doodle video, consumers started to see that Doodle videos. I know what's about to come. I know what I'm looking at here. I'm engaging with a sales message. That doesn't mean that the principle, the strategy of the pattern interrupt no longer works. That just means we need to find a different tactical way to execute on that pattern interrupt. And the same holds true across the board for all of the the marketing principles and strategies, whether it is reciprocity, whether it's scarcity, urgency, whether it is... um, you know, whether it is how we, how we get attention, all of those things, the principles still work because people are still people. As it relates to marketing and selling, so very similar to what we just talked about with strategy and tactics, uh, most people, uh, most new entrepreneurs and marketers, they also conflate selling and marketing. They think that they're the same activity, that they have the same objective. And so they call it sales funnels, sales campaigns, marketing funnels, marketing campaigns. They use those phrases interchangeably. But the reality is, is that marketing and selling are two completely different activities with two completely different objectives. Selling is what you do when you are talking to a prospect that already knows the type of product or service that they that they want. And now what they need to know from you is why yours Why yours and not the other options that I have? Selling is when you are talking about your product, your service, your features, your advantages, your benefits, your offer, your price, your terms, your bonuses, your guarantee. All of those things, when you are presenting those things and you're talking to a prospect uh, with the intention of turning them into a, um, a buyer because they already know what they want and you're proving to them why yours is the best, that's selling. But marketing is everything that you do that creates demand for your product, your service, your offer, before you even talk about your product, your service, your offer. Marketing is really built around the prospect, the prospect's um, wants, desires, emotions, where the prospect is at right now, and what the prospect needs to understand and believe so that they ultimately see your solution as valuable, as the most valuable um, path to get what it is that they want. And so it's, it's, they are completely two different things. And I think one of the main problems as a coach and consultant to, you know, to today, thousands of entrepreneurs in something like 55 countries or something like that, it's an issue. I harp on this with clients and I harp on this in our content because for, for the folks that think it is selling, what they're doing is selling, they're creating a sales funnel that impacts the way they approach the engineering of their message. Because today, you know, there, there was this thing, if you look back on behind me in this library, my most value, my most valuable books, there's one particular shelf, which has old school direct response books. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, Gene Schwartz and Joe Sugarman, um, you know the Robert Collier letter book, these old school direct response classics, as most people would um, would call them they 're my most treasured books, but there is a principle in those books that I no longer agree with today that today I do not believe applies anymore, and that principle is that what we are doing when we are crafting our campaigns is salesmanship in print and um, it's not salesmanship in print. It is marketing that, uh, that when done properly, it's a marketing message that takes your prospects' desire and, through a certain type of education, leads them to ultimately want what it is that you are about to offer them before you offer it to them. You know, it was Peter Drucker, one of the greatest management gurus ever, who said the job, the objective of marketing is to make selling superfluous, to make selling unnecessary. Well, right off the bat, if selling and marketing were the same thing, how could marketing make selling superfluous if it was the same thing? How could marketing make selling unnecessary if it was the same thing, right? It, it can't, in, in, you know, the, the implication, the presupposition in that statement is that marketing and selling are two different things. Marketing, when done right, makes the selling portion easy, right? Marketing, when done right, perfectly sets up the sale of the product so that you don't have to hardcore sell. You don't have to apply aggressive, obnoxious, in-your-face tactics. You just have to present, um, you know, a superior, irresistible, no-brainer offer after you've led the prospect to want your thing. That's the difference between marketing and selling. Oh,
2: and, I know, and, I know, I, and I know that you're an absolute expert at that because we went through your e5 um market, marketing funnel and then i'm getting to about video two and i'm going well when's he gonna when when can i buy it
1: <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> and I'm, I'm in a four video series and i'll <laughs>
0: yeah
2: and I the funny thing is right you got there
0: yeah and the funny thing is in in that type of campaign right in in let's say in the campaigns excuse me, in the multi-part video series campaigns and we don't use a whole lot of them anymore. I think we only have one that's live right now. The funny thing is, is that there is no mention, none whatsoever of the product in the first three videos. None. We're not talking about the product at all. We're not selling, right? We're not pitching, right? It's not salesmanship in print, right? Salesmanship, selling is when you get to the offer. In our world, right, selling is, the equivalent of the offer presentation. But the thing is, is that I don't present the offer until I've created demand for that, until I've led the prospect to um, to want my solution. And there's a nuance here that, that, will, that I'll introduce. And if you want to drill deeper, we can. If it's too deep for your folks, that's also um, A-OK. But at the core of being able to do this is... Uh, introducing what I call a unique mechanism. And a unique mechanism is really, it's very simple. It's a fancy pants name, but it's really a very simple idea. And the idea is today, there are only two different ways to differentiate what it is that you have to offer. First and foremost, let's take a step back. And what a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand, what your audience needs to understand is that, you have to differentiate today, today more so than ever before, right? What people wanna know is what, what's different about what you have to talk about. First of all, differentiation in content, What's the different idea that you are bringing, the different angle, the different story, the different perspective? Is there, are you speaking about something that's contrarian? Are you speaking about something that's controversial? But what's different about it, right? People want to know, right, what's different. They don't want more of the same. People check out when they see more of the same. They have mental opt-out. When they come to a page and they say, oh, that, I've heard that. I've seen that. There's YouTube videos. There's books on it already. There's blog posts on it already. They check out, right? They don't engage with more of the same. People want what is different. So differentiation in marketing, in business, is critical. Today, there was a, there was a point in time when there was, a, uh, there was a lot of popular books from like Jack Trout, Al Reese, these guys on differentiation. There was a time in commerce where differentiation – uh, was all about you. It was all about how many, how long you've been in business, how many people have you served, what is your track record, um, all of those things. The advent of technology-based companies and really the growth of the internet changed that because right today, we've got, you know, companies, there are, there are companies that have been around for decades that have gone out of business. And then there are brand new companies that take off like wildfire. So differentiation through how long you've been in business is no longer like a, 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 um, a value to the, um, to the marketplace. Today, there are only two ways to differentiate specifically in your marketing. The first is through your promise. What's the outcome? What's the transformation? What's the result? What's the, what's the change to your prospect's life that you are promising? At the root of all marketing, at the root of all effective marketing is a promise. What people want to know is what's going to be different about my life. How is this going to fix my problem? How is this going to alleviate my pain? How is this going to fulfill an an unmet need or desire in my life? That's what they care about, right? If you don't have that, you don't have a marketing campaign. You don't have a marketing campaign. You don't have a sales message because all that, right? Every effective marketing campaign, sales message, all that stuff, Um, is all about starting with what the prospect wants and then showing them that you've got a, um, a way to give them what it is that they want. So number one, you can differentiate through promise, but that's very, very rare today. It's very difficult today because of how saturated most markets are. There was a time when you guys no doubt are, are familiar with the USP, the Unique Selling Proposition. Yep. Unique Selling Proposition was something talked about, you know, in the, in the golden age of direct marketing, Ogilvy and Capels and, and all those guys. The USP, the Unique Selling Proposition, is a unique benefit. It is when you've got a product and your product offers the marketplace a unique benefit that your competitor's product does not. When your product has a unique benefit, when you could say, this is the only product that will also give you or or do for you X, Y, you know, and Z or whatever, that's a USP. Today, that's very rare. Unless you have a disruptive product, unless you have a true innovative technology, it's rare to be able to promise um, something wildly different. Today, what most people are trying to do is most people are trying to compete by enlarging their promise how to get a 1,000 Facebook fans, how to get 10,000 Facebook fans, how to get 100,000, how to get a million. Problem is that when you enlarge your promise, when you focus on trying to differentiate through the promise, but you don't have a unique promise, and now you're focusing on trying to enlarge the promise, you reach a point where either, one, you're no longer telling the truth in what you're promising, or what you're promising is no longer credible or believable, right? And not everything that's true is believable and not everything that's believable is, is true. And so that's the first way to differentiate and it's just very difficult today. So the key is, how do you differentiate if you're making the same promise that everybody else in your marketplace is making, right? If you're promising the same result, the same outcome, the same transformation, the same result, how do you differentiate? The only other option that you have is to differentiate through what we call your mechanism. Your mechanism is how your product or service works to deliver the result. So, right, you can, you can differentiate by offering, by promising the same result, the same outcome, the same uh, you know, uh, transformation, whatever, uh, when your method of delivering that result is different, And superior to the other methods so right if you've got a different and superior way right and obviously if it's superior it has to be different right because if it was the same then it couldn't be superior yeah and so right that we call your unique mechanism it's identifying and digging in how does your product or service work to deliver the result now I want it, I want it just that little piece right there. And that's, this is a deep topic that we could talk about for an entire day, literally, (laughs) But right. I want you to now understand. So when I said earlier, marketing is all about a certain, a specific type of education that leads your prospects to want your product or service before you ever even offer it. So how do we do that? Well, at the at the foundation of that, we we introduce this unique mechanism, which is how your product or service works. It's not the same as your product. Your product contains the unique mechanism, but the unique mechanism is just how your product or service works. It's not the product itself. And so what we're able to do is, We're able to introduce this unique mechanism and every product or service can have one. Assuming that you're not selling a gallon of gasoline or a a, a cup of tap water, you can identify your unique mechanism. So what we do is we introduce this, there's a new and different way for you to get XYZ results. And let me tell you not only why it's different, but why it's superior to every other method, process system out there that also claims to be able to produce this result for you. So we're not saying those don't work, right? Because that would be a lie. We're saying we've got a new and a, a different and better method for producing that result for you. And here's why it's different. And here's why it's superior to every other method. Well, what happens is by the time we're done with what I call that campaign argument, proving why the unique mechanism is superior at giving the prospect the outcome that they want, What happens is at the end of that marketing campaign, at the end of that um, portion of of your campaign, before the offer, they want the mechanism. We've led them to see why the unique mechanism is the best method for them obtaining the result, the outcome, the transformation that they want. So they want the mechanism. Now, when we present the offer, the offer is the fulfillment of the mechanism. The offer is how they get the mechanism is how they benefit from the mechanism. So before we ever even introduce the offer, they want it. They want the thing that we just educated them about. We're talking about their situation, their problem, their struggles, and how this new and different and superior mechanism is better for them at giving them the result that they want. We're leading them through education to see that mechanism as the superior option. So then when you present the offer, they're grateful. They say, thank you. Thank you so much for putting this together. Why? Because they understand why this is the superior path for them to get what they want. We didn't pitch. We weren't talking about the product. We weren't talking about the the features, the the price point, the terms, the guarantee. We educated them on how your product or service works, how it, it works differently, and how that difference in the way it works makes it superior at giving them the result that they want. And then we give them the opportunity to get it through your offer.
2: Wow. Wow, that
1: was incredible. I wish, well, we will make sure this goes out, but we work with a lot of clients in the affiliate marketing and the network marketing uh, niche, obviously. And of course, all they ever want to do, and we were the same when we started, we hold our hands up, we didn't know all this stuff that we know now. You know, they want, they can't understand why Everybody doesn't want what they've got because they haven't positioned it in the right way and taken into account all the things you said. I mean, I've
2: they start. They start with. The, they start with the product. Yeah. yeah, and it's totally wrong. And it's
1: so funny because Dan was talking about that last um, this week on on his um, on his web webcast. And it, you know he makes stuff really simple and he has these little cartoons that explain it. But boy, have you really? got that now and I think it's going to be so much easier for us to just share this with everyone that we work with and say just go listen to this because you'll really get it now
0: there you go and let me let me just say this you know and I I think once again you guys really nailed it you know they when you said you know they start with the product here's the reality right nobody wants a product they don't buy right they're not buying you know it's this it's, I, I posted this the other day on, on Facebook, you know, it's the, the difference between focusing on what you provide versus what are you promising, right? What you provide is the product. Right. Is if you're if you're selling an information program, it's a it's a set of videos. It's a set of audios. It's a set of cheat sheets. It's a set of transcripts and handouts or, or whatever it may be. It's a set of Q&A calls. Nobody wants any of those things. What they want is the result. What they're buying is the outcome, the transformation, the change. you see a lot of people, what they, they think it's like, I've got a book and it's got a thousand pages, right? And and a lot of novice entrepreneurs and marketers, they think that the, 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 they have a thousand pages in their book. They put together this monster book and they think that that's a positive. They think like that makes their product better than the book that's 500 pages or 300 pages. But the reality is that's because they're looking at it the wrong way. They think that the value is in the thing the value is in the thousand pages. The reality is, is that if you could fix somebody's problem with a a little note card, one single note card that they can read in 60 seconds, that's much more valuable than a thousand page book because what people are buying is the outcome. They're buying the result. We could even take it a step further and say they're buying the feelings and emotions that they believe they'll experience through the result, right? Like, in other words, if you look at, somebody that is interested in losing weight, right? We think that, you know, they're interested in the training and how many sessions they get with us. And each session is 60 minutes and we're gonna cover weight training. We're gonna cover cardio and we're gonna cover nutrition and we're gonna cover all these different things. The reality is, is that nobody wants any of those things. They, they, and you could even say, they don't even wanna lose weight. They wanna be slim, Why? Because they no longer want to feel self-conscious. They want to feel confident. They want to feel attractive. And they believe that by getting thin or slim um, that they're going to have those emotions. That's what people want. And so you have to, again, it, it goes back to, it always goes back to, and this is why in, in the method that we teach, we always begin with the examination. And part of the examination is examining prospects and understanding what do they want what do they want? What's the outcome, the result, the transformation? What do they want to experience in their life? Not do they want a book, not do they want a video, not do they want an audio. Nobody wants any of those things. When people buy a bottle of vitamin D, a hundred uh, um, tablets of vitamin D, they're not buying that bottle of vitamin D because they want another bottle of tablets in their kitchen cabinet. Oh, they're no. buying that vi- b- bottle of vitamin D for the for better bone health, to prevent breaks, to prevent osteoporosis, to help with cardiovascular um, health because they want to feel well, they want to be well, they want to function, they want to feel right. Like and so it's that difference between the product, man, is just the vehicle to get the outcome, the result, the payoff, and the emotions that come with it
2: i think you've encapsulated oh. it all in about half an hour I, that I is mean, absolutely you, amazing you,
0: you
1: you make me want to go well <laughs> i haven't fancied flying anywhere right now but i would like get on a plane and come over <laughs> and get into <laughs> one of your training programs, your mentorship programs because i know that by learning what we learn from you and have learned from you we've helped a lot of our clients you know what we what the transformation our clients want is to have the retirement lifestyle that they projected for themselves whilst they were working 40 the 40 40 and if they haven't got it they have to find a vehicle to get the money to be able to have the experiences that they want. And some of those vehicles popularly are, you know, coaching and mentoring, um, freelancing, affiliate marketing, network marketing, but they go into the vehicles yeah. and try and sell what's inside the vehicle rather than, as you say, the transformation. And, and we have to unravel that. Yeah. And go back to the basic and then turn it all inside out. But I think you've, you've just explained it. So, so you've actually inspired me to do some different stuff now as well.
0: Well, I love it. I love hearing that. You know, I, I think the last thing that I'll say for your folks is, you know, when you hear when when some folks hear about um, let's say being a coach or being a consultant or, um, or creating information products, trainings and courses and that sort of thing. They, um, they can sometimes think to themselves like, well, I- I'm not an expert, you know, like I'm not a guru or whatever that means. I'm not right. But the reality is that I think, and I- I've certainly experienced this in, in my life. Uh, you could see by the the gray, um, <laughs> that like, look, I, you know, I think that as folks get older, uh, there's a lot of wisdom to be shared. There's a lot of stuff that folks take for granted that is really become second nature to them because of their life experience, because of their journey, whether it be parenting, whether it be understanding the most valuable aspects of life, whether it be uh, taking care of your finances, whether it be staying healthy, whether it be the value of relationships, whether it be dealing with turmoil um, in your life and overcoming, you know, the longer you, you're on this planet, the more experiences that you have, the more experiences that you have, the more wisdom you obtain. And there are a lot of other people that are dealing with challenges that uh, your folks have the experience and wisdom to share you don't have to be this guru to um, to be an individual that has value to offer in terms of guidance and education and insights. You just have to sit back and, and really look at your life experience. And if people take enough, you know, if people take the time to – just ponder, uh, be a little introspective and look at what is it that you know and understand today that maybe you just take for granted that you don't even think is is really um, valuable. Put together a list and... And then, you know, I would say for them, bring it to you guys. And you'll help them see the opportunities to pass that wisdom along. And it's a lot easier to do that today. It's, it's easier today than ever before. And there are more needs today than ever before uh, for people to learn things, for mentors, for coaches, for guides, for leaders in different areas today. And so that would be my um, final piece to hopefully – Inspire some folks to really recognize, man, you got wisdom to share. You really do. You just don't realize it. And if you spend a little bit of time, you'll identify. Right? You don't have to like just because you don't know business or just because you don't know marketing. Like the reality is, is that there are far bigger opportunities outside of the business world in the you know the life experience that you know people are 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 struggling with. People would happily pay for, and uh, and your folks can do it with your guidance.
1: Exactly. And all they have to do is learn the extra skills to get that knowledge and wisdom out into the big wide world. I was just reading an article actually today before we came on this podcast and it was talking about during this pandemic, because so many people have been locked down and we all know what that feels like, that one of the growing industries and knowledge bases right now is pet care. More people have taken in dogs and cats into their home during these past, well, it's nearly coming on for 12 months now. Yeah. And it's a complete change. And I think that's, you know, there are a lot of people who know stuff about that, but they don't know how to get that knowledge out to those who need to know it. And we can work as a um, a conduit,
0: if you like, between the two. Yeah. I, ironically, we, uh, adopted a, a puppy, uh, like four months ago, five months ago. Now we have, you know, I have a dog and I've had dogs, uh, but you're absolutely right. You know, and, the, and, and look today as, as well, you know, certainly right now. And I believe that it's going to stay this way for, uh, you know, uh, ongoing, maybe not as severely, but uh, you know, like you don't need an office, right? Most stuff is being done virtually, right? People are becoming more accustomed to Zoom and virtual conferences. You know, there is obviously today telehealth. And so, you know, where you're not going into the doctor's office, you're getting on Zoom or whatever with the doctor. And so the point is that people are becoming more and more accustomed to and more and more comfortable with Digitally accessing knowledge, coaching, guidance, leadership, mentoring, and you 're absolutely right. The reality is is that if your folks were to dig even a little bit, I think that they would be amazed at the different um, niches that exist out there, the different types of products and ideas, things that you would never think people are buying like and spending money to learn. there are people i don 't care what the hobby is. You name it, you think about it. Uh, I guarantee there is a market of people that are that are spending money on it. You combine this migration, uh, this aggressive migration into uh, onto you know Zoom and digital conferencing. You couple that with the fact that we've already been in a global economy, so you, you're no longer just selling to people on Main Street. You can now sell to people in 55 plus different countries, all online, and you've got the wisdom to share. The last thing, the very last thing that I'm going to say. Is also one more we'll, for the trifecta point out something that you said that is uh you said it and I, I want to make sure that people pick up on it that marketing like doing this stuff is a, it, it's a skill it's not a talent and so it's a skill that you can learn just like any other skill right so it's not like you know there are you know it's it's if we're talking about you know singing uh well that's a talent you know what I mean? Uh, there are certain things in life that are, that are talents that you either got it or you don't. This is not one of them this is a skill that you can learn, right? So being able to market, position a product, being able to create a message or craft a message that resonates with the market and drives people to buy, being able to certainly, you know, have these websites set up, pages, drives traffic to it. Those are all skills that can be learned. And the only question is whether somebody's willing to either invest the time to to learn them or invest the money to have somebody do it um, for them. But It's all learnable. And so every single, every one of your people can do it. Uh, It's just a matter of whether they're willing to or not.
1: Wow, Tom, thank you so, so much.
2: We really appreciate
0: that.
1: We so appreciate what you shared with us. Yeah, totally, totally blown away with the the knowledge that you have, the wisdom that you have and that you're prepared to share it with our tribe. So we thank you very, very much.
0: My pleasure and my honor. Love and appreciate you guys deeply. Have followed uh, your journey always uh, off to the side, quietly um, cheering you guys on. And so I love what it is that you guys uh, are doing. And uh, even more importantly, I love what it is that you guys represent. And so thank you for having Me on.
1: Thank you so much. So, thank you for listening in today. Thank you for watching. If you actually come on the web show, we hope that you have enjoyed and taken some value from today's podcast. We know we certainly have. Um, We can't wait to have Todd back again because I'm sure there will be a part two to this story at some point. Um, And we'd be very happy to invite you back and have you share that with our tribe. So, Thank you very much. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Bye for now. Bye-bye.
0: This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.